You're listening to the Renovation Student Ministry Podcast. For more information on RSM, visit us online at therenovation.church. Today's message is presented by our Greenville teaching pastor, Matt Humphrey. Who was here last week They can tell us what we talked about? There we go. Good job reading your notes. Great job reading your notes. No. Um, so last week, we, we talked about this idea with dating, right? So middle schoolers are not in the room, so I can talk to you guys like young adults. Um, so we, we talked about, you're like, eh, maybe. Uh, we talked about the setup. Now, I got a lot to cover tonight, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly through it. Before we do that, is anyone here have like a fast food guilty pleasure that other people would judge you for? Like, be honest. What? Say it. Bur- Burger King dollar. It's not a dollar anymore, is it? Yeah, but like other people, like other people would judge you. You're like, ooh. Dipped it in fri- Sprite? Oh, okay. That's not bad. What's it? Fries and a vanilla milkshake. Shout it out. What a burger. Ooh, we went foreign. Grilled cheese burrito? Really? Okay, so here's one I used to I used to eat in high school. Jack in the box. So there was a there was a burger. It was uh I don't even remember. I was thinking about this like 30 seconds ago. It, it was two patties with bacon, and it had mayonnaise, like, in every layer. So good. But, like, older me now, looking back, I'm like, ugh. Like, if I ate that right now, I'd probably have to call out of work tomorrow. Um, but here's, here's the reality, okay? Why do I talk about this? As I try to eat healthier, the idea of, of going back to, like, 17-year-old Matt and having one of those burgers is, like, physically makes me sick. Makes me like, ooh. But here's the thing. Every advertisement talks about, ooh, the grilled cheese burrito. You're going to love it. Not that you're going to be in the restroom 45 minutes later, right? It's like, oh, grilled cheese burrito. No. Everything in the world says on the front end, this is awesome. This is beautiful. This is going to make you feel great. This is going to be amazing. They never talk. I'm not going to say back end because that's really bad. I just talked about bathroom. They never talk about the repercussions. And so, hey, if you have your Bible, we're going to be in Romans chapter 12. We're going to start out. I'm going to jump all over the place. We're going to be. Oh. Oh. I'll see, there is a fade. There's a. Good job, Jeffrey. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. All right, we, got, we only got 30 minutes. We got to make it count. All right, ready? Romans 12, verse 1. He says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. To give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. If you underline your Bible or you click it and highlight it, you need to have that verse highlighted and clicked, whatever. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you 
into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Why do we start there? Because one, the world says, hey, this is how you should conduct yourself when it comes to sex, when it comes to dating, when it comes to hookups, breakups, and everything in between. The world says, hey, it's fine. There's never, it's just physical. There's no repercussions. There's, there's, no, there's no baggage. There's no ramifications. There's no self-esteem issues. There, there's none of that. It says, hey, on the front end, do as you want. Follow your heart. Uh, we can go back 20 years and say YOLO. Like all of that. It never says, hey, you know what? After you finally like cross a boundary physically because you love him and then you guys break up, how you're going to feel. Never says that. There's never an article in a magazine. There's never a BuzzFeed article that says anything about that. Why? Because they're not interested in your well-being. They're interested in selling something. They're interested in, in getting your attention. And Paul is saying, hey, the way that you actually transform your life is by stop copying what everyone else is doing. And renew your mind. Allow God to transform the way you think. So tonight, my hope and prayer is that as we look at dating, okay, um, that we would have this from a fresh perspective. And I'm actually, I decided this. I'm going to start with my last point, and I'm going to come back to it uh, later. It's not actually a point I have on the screen, but I want you to know this, because this tonight is not a, a talk to beat anyone up. All right, you need to know that. I love you. Do you guys love me? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you afterwards, all right? I love you enough to call you out. I love you enough to say some uncomfortable things tonight. I love you enough to say something. You're like, are you talking to me? I don't know if you've been watching my relationship, but, but here's what I want you to know. Regardless of where you're at on this spectrum, whether you're like, ew, boys, ew, girl, you know, whether you've, you've never like thought about even holding the hand of somebody of the opposite gender, or whether you have messed up, I want you to know this. One, that purity is possible Dating doesn't have to be dangerous, and most importantly, that forgiveness is real, okay? Purity is possible. I've, I've talked to people that have walked through dating, have walked through uh, engagement, that have walked it and done it God's ways. It's possible. Dating doesn't have to be this, like, landmine of, like, am I going to get shanked in the parking lot? Um, it just feels like a Craigslist ad. Like, what's going on? But... It, Wherever you are, you need to know this, that forgiveness is real. That the blood of Jesus is still powerful and effective. So, if you're taking notes, write this first thing down. All right, this is our starting place. My pursuit of Jesus always trumps my pursuit of a spouse. Right? What's the goal in dating? What's the goal in dating? There we go, okay? Your pursuit of a spouse gets put on the back burner to your pursuit of Jesus. And if there's ever an intersection in which your pursuit of a spouse becomes more important than your pursuit of Jesus, guess what? You need to stop pursuing. Not Jesus. Stop pursuing the spouse. That's what I'm saying. Unless you're married. Then we'll talk about that later. But do you understand what I'm saying? Is that if a relationship or you're like, I just want to date. I don't want to be single. I just want to... He's cute. She's adorable. Whatever. I don't know the last time I saw or heard a guy say, oh, she's just adorable. I would love to, like, hold her hand and date her. Um, She's adorbs. Uh, But 
your most important thing, what I care more about, is your relationship with Jesus, okay? And if you go into dating, and that is not the priority, I promise you this. This is not to scare you, but I promise you this. If following and pursuing Jesus is not your highest goal when you go into dating, you're going to get hurt, okay? You will. Jesus is first. Everything else is behind that. Proverbs 22.3 says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. Other translations say a wise person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton or the dumb or the idiot or, or fill in the blank, right, the not so smart, goes blindly and suffers the consequences. Uh, it's like, hey, if you're wise, you're going to realize, hey, there's danger in dating. Hey, there's, there's, man, there's pitfalls. There's all kinds of stuff. And I'm going to take precautions. But it's, it doesn't say, like, the person who has it all figured out. It doesn't say, hey, the super-duper smart person. No, it says that the simpleton goes in blindly and suffers. So we want to walk into this. Everyone wants to date well when they date, right? Who wants to fail in dating? No. Who wants to succeed in dating? If, okay, there we go. All right. So uh, for sake of time, I'm not going to read it, but I encourage you. One, read Proverbs chapter 7. Uh, there's a great story of, of Solomon, wisest man who ever lived. He's this, this analogy. He's looking down on this, on this city street, and he's looking, seeing a, a, a young dude who's just falling into temptation. So read that. I also want to encourage you, if you want to see a toxic relationship in the Bible, I had planned to talk about this. Lord, change the message again. But uh, Judges 13 through 16. Uh, story of Samson and Samson and his many women and then Delilah. If you want to talk about toxic relationship, if you just do the opposite of what they did, you're, you're on a better foot, all right? So here, I'm going to take you through the three areas of dating, all right? We talked about what we have to do beforehand. When should you date? Hey, that's a great, if you live under mom and dad's rule uh, house and they say you're not ready to date, guess what? You're not ready to date, right? There's having godly people around you, right? There's no, like, one-size-fits-all with this, okay? And I'm not just going to be like, hey, you're never going to date. You're going to have an arranged marriage. Your parents are going to be like, hey, here's a godly woman. Here's, you know, and you guys are just going to be like, oh, welcome. My name's Matt. We're getting married today. Like, that's not going to happen, okay? Majority of you are going to walk in a date. You don't just say, I'm never going to date. But at some point in your life, you're going to start dating, so I'm going to take us through three phases of relationships, okay, when it leads up to dating. The first one, the most important thing in dating is the friend zone. So, number one, the friend zone. No, 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 don't shake your head. The friend zone is the safe zone. The friend zone is where everyone should be. The friend zone is the great zone. Never underestimate the friend zone. All right, real question, all right? Who in here has dated someone and they've broken up before? Who's been in a relationship broken? All right. Now, keep your, wait, no, keep your hands up. All right, right? You've dated somebody broke up. Now, keep your hand up only if you're still really good friends with that person. Really? Actually dated and you're still actually, like, friends with them. It's not weird or awkward. Mm. Y'all believe them? No. I don't really either. All right, you can put your hand down. Huh? I kind of don't be honest with you. Okay, you can put your hand down. You can put your hand down. But here's the reality. The friend zone. 
This is where the pursuit of a spouse begins. I'm not saying, oh, she's in my friend group. That's where I need it. No, that's the most important thing. Because I don't know if you realize this, but when you're old and you're 90 years old, the, the, the driving force in your marriage is probably not going to be physical attraction. I'm just, right? When was the last time you're like, dude, do you see that 90-year-old? <laughs> wow, right? So, so what I love is that my best friend is my wife. We, like, I love her. She's incredible. We laugh all the time. Like, she is, she's my closest friend. Friendship is the basis of any relationship. And if you skip that, you're doing yourself a disjustice. You're saving, you're, you're, you're not saving yourself from figuring out, like, who the good ones are and who are not. So, Inside of each area, we're going to talk about three things. One is standards. So if you're taking notes, you need to know this. This is not an exhaustive list. This is not like if you check all the boxes, this is right. Um, this is not all of it. I'm not even beginning to scratch the surface either. These are just some things that were on my heart that I wanted to share. So a couple of standards to think about. So when you're creating a, a friend group, a, a group of friends, when you're having people in friendships, one, some standards is this is really simple, probably just basic, but do you enjoy being around them? Do you enjoy being around this person? Because if you don't, find some new friends. You should enjoy your friends. Do other people enjoy being around them? Are you the only one? It's like the one flavor of ice cream that no one else likes but you, right? Maybe you liked it when you were three. All right. What are their goals and aspirations? And here's probably the, the most critical part in evaluating friendships, some standards before you allow someone to be a friend. Is this person helping me to follow Jesus closer? If not, there's a problem. Your friends should put, care enough about you to push you towards Jesus, not pull you away. And it, here's an indication. If every time you walk away from your friend's uh, presence and you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably shouldn't have thought that way. There's a problem. Are your friends pushing you towards Jesus or are they pulling you away? So um, this is where every healthy relationship will start, right? It should start with you first becoming friends. Not like, oh, I saw this girl walking down the hallway. I think I'm going to date her. No. No. Don't do that. It's dumb, okay? Don't. Oh, I just, I, I've been following her on Instagram for a while and, you know, I think I'm going to, take her out to the movies like no the best place to start a relationship is first becoming friends with them come on all right so some standards here's some red flags whether or not they should even stay in the friend group this is like the first round cut are they different around other people than they are you not saying like oh they have to be, but are they different depending upon which friend group that they're in they act one way around you and your friends but then the other friend group they act totally different are they constantly looking for attention? Like constantly. Everything they do is about trying to get attention, reverting the story back to them. Um, does their cologne or perfume smell like drama? Yeah, like everywhere they go, there's like, you won't even believe it. All right. Like everything around them, it's not just something happened, it's drama. That's a problem. That's a, that's a character flaw, Okay. Um, are they overly concerned with appearance? Uh, this one, not to call it the ladies, but does she lack modesty? Does she lack modesty, not just in how she dresses, but in her speech, 
in her attitude, in her personality, in her forwardness. Um, there's, there's some stuff that needs to be worked on, right? So your friend group is your first evaluation. You, you think, hey, one day I may want to date this person because I want to one day get married to them. There we go. You're connecting the dots, all right? First step, invite them into the friend group. Become friends with them. If they don't even pass these, if you're like, I, I, I want to I marry him one day, but I just, I can't stand being around him. You probably shouldn't date him. You probably definitely shouldn't marry them. If you're like, man, they're really awesome, but like everything is about them. Every story is like, yeah, but this one time, it's like they're one-uppers. Everything is about them. They're, they don't care about you. They're only worried about how everything affects them. You're like, ah, it's kind of, that's a problem. You shouldn't date them. Probably shouldn't be friends with them. They got some, some character. Now, we all like have stuff to work on. I get it. But this is an evaluation standard. So best practices, hang out in groups, right? And this is where you guys kind of ruined my point. We're going to interrogate you later. You can always go out of the friend group. Well, some of you guys have been permanently friend zoned. I'm sorry. You can always leave the friend zone, but you can never go back. You try to go back in the friend It's not going to be this. Dude, you cannot say it's the same way it was before you dated them. You cannot. You can't say it's the same, like, Level of friendship. It's, there is a weirdness to it, okay? There is. Yes, it is. We'll talk about lying next week. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right. So first zone, most important zone is the? Friend zone. All right, cool. Number two, the pursuit phase. I hate the word talking. I know. It's like, what, what do you define it? In between friend and dating is what? What else? Talking. You said Mocking. Oh, you just said talking again. Sorry. I thought they all rhymed. Um, getting to know each other. Here's, here's my problem. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this phase, but here's, here's my primary problem with this. Um, I almost cut this section out because it's muddy. It's weird. It's awkward. It's dangerous um, because, one, if you're not allowed to date, this is your way of, like, getting around the system, and I, I think that's, that's wrong. Right? You're not allowed to date. You shouldn't be, I'm just talking to the person. No, you're, you're pursuing a relationship. Okay, call it what it is. Two, what I don't like is there's a lack of commitment in this phase. It's like, well, I'm not really like dating them, so I don't really have to like totally respect them. I don't really have to be committed to them. Thirdly, if you can be talking, pursuing three different girls or three different dudes at the same time, you're, you're practicing infidelity. Okay? That's why I, I don't love it, because it's like, like you, there should be some kind of, like, of commitment within this, and that's why I don't like it. Like, this should be a short phase. Not, don't rush it. Please, don't, don't go home. I need to rush the talking. No. What I'm saying is there has to be purpose for it, okay? You don't just jump from friend to dating. There's like this, hey, this is like a, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of evaluating this person at a, at a finer grit. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating more about them. So some standards in this. Um, as I pursue a better, let's just call this a better friendship, right? This whole thing is as I pursue a better friendship with this person, one, does he or she follow Jesus? Because if they don't, should you date them? No. Nothing against people who aren't following Jesus. We love them, we are for them, but your second most important relationship on planet Earth you shouldn't do it with someone who has completely different beliefs than you. Your core value of who you are, okay? 
you're not, um, dating is not a DIY project, okay? It's not like if I fix this, if I can just, if I start dating, they're going to love me, they're going to come to church with me, they're going to find the Lord, they're going to be transformed radically overnight, they're going to start leading a Bible study, I'm going to fix that, like, the weird thing they do with their hair because it's just greasy, no one likes it, I'm going to work on that, I'm going to work on the way they dress because I've got style, they don't, right? Um, the way they, they cuss like a sailor, it's okay, I'm going to fix it, like, no, Dating is not a DIY project. It's not like, let me take over and fix that. You can't fix yourself. I can't fix myself. Only Jesus can. So don't think that you and your infinite wisdom and, and, and charisma can change another person. You're not going to, okay? You're going to get pulled down in the process. So um, think about this. Getting to know someone, dating, talking, whatever it is, this is where you put your best foot forward. This is where, like, every time you see them, you've, like, you fix your hair, you brush your teeth, you do the, mm, kind of checks. You know what I'm talking about? Where you're extra kind. So if you kind of don't like what you see in this, that's a problem. Because this is their best foot forward, right? This is, the, this is when someone's trying to get your attention, per se, right? Um, dude, you should pursue her. Do they serve others well? Do they celebrate others? Do they encourage others? Um, here's one personally. What's their dating track record like? Now, I'm not saying we use people's past against them, but if you were to look at a timeline, it's like he dated her for two months, broke up. A week later, dated her for three months, broke up. A week later, dated her for four months, broke up. Oh, I was single for two weeks. Then dated. There's a pattern, right? And there's a pattern that he's wanting to include you in on. There's a problem. My wife almost didn't date me because of the girl I dated before her. Because she's like, if he dated her, then mm, I don't know. Seriously, I kid you not, that was her hesitation before she dated me. It was because of who I dated before. Because that person had a reputation. So, and here's what you also need to know. We're going to talk about physical, physical, physical boundaries in a second. But you need to know this. When a boundary is crossed physically... Let's say the relationship lasted for, for a year and it took eight months for a boundary to get crossed, right? Before somebody messed up. The next time that person gets in a relationship, that eight months gets sped up a whole lot further. And they're, they're trying to push. Yeah, their middle school is having a hard time. Um, <laughs> Gabe's laying on thick tonight. But those boundaries are more likely, you look at statistics, they're more likely to get crossed earlier and earlier as, as it goes to each relationship. So there's, there's some baggage in that. So red flags. So we're friends with a person. We're like, hey, maybe should I date this person? Should I not? We're evaluating. We're becoming better. Thank you. Some red flags. Girls, I'm calling the dudes out. Is he disrespectful to his mom? If he talks to his mom like his servant, his slave, his maid, or his cook, that's a problem. Because if he can't respect the woman who brought him into the world, all right. Uh, I'm calling y'all out. I told you. Um, how does he treat his parents, authorities, his siblings? Um, fellas, if she manipulates to get what she wants, if she's always like being overly flirtatious to get her way, that's a problem. If she's using her looks, her appearances to get her way, 
to get her agenda. Now, I'm not saying dudes don't go out of your way, but what I'm saying is if, is she using herself physically or her nagging or her like persuasiveness to get you to do things constantly, there's a problem. Does he lack initiative and responsibility? Um, is he just like, you play Fortnite all night and that's all you do? Get a hobby um, and a better one than that. Do they talk about other people behind their back? Do you get their full attention when you're talking to them? Or is it like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm? Do they actually put their phone away? I know it's possible, right? And you look at someone in the face. Because you're saying, hey, you're the most important thing right now. Right? All right, so best practices. How do you go through this phase? One, group dates. Not solo. This is a better friendship, right? So this is getting to know people within the context of groups. That is a beautiful thing I wish I would have done. Um, you figure out more about this person. Still ask yourself, do I still enjoy being around them? I've gotten to know them more. Because sometimes you get to know people and you're like, I like them less, you know? Oh, none of y'all are perfect? You have perfect friends? Okay. If you never got to know someone and the more you got to know them, you're like, I kind of don't like them as much, you know? Um, here's the thing. Don't rush. I said, I said this needs to be kind of a, 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 a not like hang out in this phase forever, but don't rush things. Don't rush to define things. Don't rush to be like, hey, we've been getting to know you. Like, okay, so many times, I would, I'm just calling people out. So many times I would talk to students and be like, dude, you're in a relationship. It's like, yeah. I was like, well, how long have you known him? They're like, mm, three weeks. We go way back. Like, we, well, we've been friends since kindergarten. You don't even know her last name, right? Like, you need to spend time getting to know someone. Hey, what food do they like? What's their, what's their siblings' names? Do you know their birthday? or at least have it written down somewhere, right? Like what, get to know the person more. Oh, they're allergic to, to shellfish. We're not gonna go eat sushi together in a group, you know? Like get to know the person, like actually know them. Not like know them, but know them. You know what I'm saying? Get to know them as a friend, so best practices. Now, all right, we're gonna spend a little bit of time on this one, dating. Third phase, dating. In case you missed it, in phase two, does he or she follow Jesus? Yes. And if they don't, no, you should not be dated. This is not, now this doesn't come to, this is not being judgmental. This is not being arrogant, boastful, prideful. This is saying that, hey, my relationship with Jesus is so important that if you're not on the same page with that, that we can't be in a relationship. That's, that's not, you love them enough to not like, Help them to try to figure out their relationship with the Lord outside of you. Because you don't want you breaking up with them to the, oh, I'm not going to do this whole church thing anymore because he only did it for you, all right? Um, does he respect you? Um, some standards. There's no compromise on character. You can make compromises on height, on uh, whether or not they listen to country music or not, whether or not they, uh, they ride their moped to school. You can make... Uh, Concessions for you name it. There should never, look at me with your eyeballs. There should never be compromises. It's like, well, this is one kind of looking for, but on character ever. Now, I know that's a really high standard. You're like, I'm never going to date. Like, not just because there's never anyone going to fit that. Having a, a character flaw and being Mm, this is just who I am, is very different than, you know what, this is a problem that I'm allowing Jesus to work on. There's a big difference, okay? 
We don't make concessions and, and allowances for major character flaws, right? It's not like she's a really great girl, but like, well, she murders kittens on the weekend. But she's, bro, she's, she's insane, awesome, right? No, she's insane. Okay, you nailed it, right? Like, that sounds stupid, right? But like, hey, she's awesome. I, I can see myself married to her. I, I, I want to like have a family one day. I, I can see all this, but actually I never can trust what she says because she's always lying to me. You don't look past that. That's a, hey, thanks for coming. See you later. Now you're out of the friend zone too because now it's awkward. It's awkward. All right. All right. Here's some red flags. They drop the L word way too quickly. You've been dating them for a month, and they already love you. Run. No, it's fine. <laughs> I dropped this one way too early in my relationship with my wife when we first started dating. I thought I loved her. Now, I loved her. I do love her. But be very, it takes time. I was a lot more immature then. It takes a long time for actually someone to know what they love and not just use that instead of like. And I just say it because they said it to you and now you feel obligated to say it back. You can just say thanks. Um, and that's gonna be an interesting conversation later. All right, uh, if all he does is drag you through crap and then apologize for it, break up with him. If he's constantly having to apologize for the way he spoke to you, treated you, mistreated you, and there's a pattern of that, there's a problem with that, okay? He should never verbally, physically, mentally abuse you at all. You're worth more than that. We talked about that last week. You're worth the blood of Jesus. Arrogance. Uh, there's a difference in being confident. Uh, but if you're always better than everyone else about something, then you have a pride issue. Okay? Because it, and here's, where, here's where, where pride is a slippery slope. Because if they're always better than everyone else, then they're not willing to really fully submit under authority. And if they won't respect authority that's over them now, how in the world can they sit under the authority of God? God is the author of all authority. He places authority here on earth for us to sit under. One, it helps us teach us. We, we want authority. We need authority. But it also gives us an indication for how well they submit to the Lord. So if they're always going against what everyone else says, they're always the, 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 like the perfect thing, um, then they're not. All right. Um, all right. Talking about overly controlling relationships. It has to be on their terms. Uh, then no terms, all right? It must be mutually fulfilling, balanced, healthy relationship. If they cheat, if they cheat on you when you're dating, bye-bye. I'm serious. Thank the Lord that it happened while you were dating and not when you got married to them. I'm serious. It's a, it's a, it's a character issue. People make mistakes, but they don't have to make them with you, Okay? You set a standard, and if, you're, if you have somebody in high school that's cheating on you, it is a pattern that's going to be established. Because you're going to do it, they're going to come back. They're going to do it, you come back. You're worth more than that, right? And you're not married to them. That's the beautiful thing. You're dating them. You're not married, so you're like, hey, bye, Felicia. I'm out of this. Like, it's, it's done, all right? All right, here we go. Boundaries, best practices, boundaries. This is where, yeah, here, chair's creaking. You're like, this is going to be awkward. The question is always, where's the line? My follow-up question is, where's your heart? Because here's, if you're always worried about where is the line in which 
I'm safe on this side, and it's sin on this side. Where's the line? Where's the line? Can I touch the head? Can I touch the shoulder? You're like, Matt, please stop now. <laughs> Don't go further, right? Where's the line? If you're always worried about where the line is, guess what? You probably cross the line. If your primary concern is how close I can get to the line without crossing it, you've crossed the line. For some people, their line is like, hold your hand out. That. And you're like, that's, that's no, no, no. The heart is the, is the, is the thing that, that we're really talking about. Yeah, there's, there's real physical boundaries, but it's, it's where, where's your head at, where's your heart at? For some, the boundary needs to be holding hands. Because if I do more than hold hands with this person, my mind's going to start racing. I'm going to be tempted. I'm going to get these feelings in my stomach, and I'm going to want to cross a boundary that I didn't want to cross. So you know what you should do? Not hold hands. Is that biblical that, hey, holding hands is sin if you're dating? No. But if it leads you in that direction, if it puts you on that path, then for you, you need to know your own personal convictions. Anything that would be very awkward with your parents in the room is probably crossing the boundary. If you're like, ah, can I do this? Imagine your mom sitting on the couch next to you. Would you still do it? It's probably crossed the line. If there's sex in the name of what it is, guess what? It's sex. Okay? Anything done with the hands, mouth, camera, yourself, that's not your husband and wife, is sin. And so many people, we want to run up to the line to figure out where it is, where it's not, when we're, we're, we've already crossed the line in our, in our heart and our mind. So we've got, to, we've got to understand and know if my mind goes that way, if, if I feel my, my desire is pulling that way, then I need to set a boundary way back here because I don't want to trip at the line. I don't want to run up and, and rely on willpower to not fall over. I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't trust myself. I'm an idiot. I'm putting a line back here. Bro, she's really cute. And every time I'm around her, I do more than hold hands. My mind gets racing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand over here in the corner. That's my boundary. I'm going to give her high fives, fist bumps. Hey, girl, love you. Boom. I mean, I mean, like you. Boom. You know? <laughs> right? Like, you, you have to set a boundary. Here's some good practices. You begin dating someone. They've met the standards. They've made it through the friend zone, the evaluation. There's no red flags. And they've been there for a really, really long time, right? Other godly people have said, you should go into that zone. Other godly people says, hey, this is a good person. You pursue getting to know them better as a friend. They've met the evaluation. They've been through the standards. They've, other godly people say, hey, yeah, this is, this is somebody cool. You feel like you should start dating you start dating this person and you put physical boundaries in place. When you guys are hanging out, here's a good one. There should be at least two or three feet on the floor at all times. You're like, how does that work? So meaning like one person's not just laid out on the couch or on the bed. That's a good physical boundary to put in place. Uh, don't be in tempting situations. Don't be like, hey, I'm pursuing purity, but we love watching movies in the dark when her parents are asleep on the couch. And we're, we're, we're hoping for the best, Right? Don't set your boundaries in the middle of you being tempted. Don't set your boundaries when you're parked your car at Southside Park at 11 o'clock at night making out with a person. You're an idiot. And I love you enough to say you're an idiot. That's not when you have the boundary talk. Hey, I feel like, you know, no. 
You set boundaries before you're in the relationship. You set yourself up for success. If I'm trying to eat healthy and every morning I bake a platter of brownies and set it on the kitchen counter, I'm going to eat a brownie. No, I'm going to eat all the brownies. Bet, right? If I want to pursue purity, I'm not going to be hanging out. Hey, you know what? My parents are out of town. Why don't you come over and let's watch a movie tonight? No. Hey, let's, uh, let's fill in the blank. Like, like, don't put yourself in a situation in which you have to rely on where's the line. Technically, this doesn't count. Technically, this is not, this, te- this is safe. All right. Uh, have conversations with them about, oh, I gotta wrap it up. Have conversations about boundaries with the other person, but don't talk about physical intimacy so much. Like, man, we need these boundaries because, dude, I'm tempted. Like, girl, like don't, like, don't keep having these conversations about what you're withholding, you know, because then your mind's gonna go better. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Last night we were watching the movie together. Man, my mind was, like, undressing you. Boom. Like, you no. Know, me too. Man, your mind and my mind are the same. No, you talk about boundaries, but don't like overemphasize it and talk about it. Say, hey, you know what? I know you love me. I know I love you. We're, we're pursuing marriage one day. We're, we're getting to know each other better in, in this context of marriage. I just need you to know that for my own walk with Jesus, um, I feel like we've been, we've been, you haven't done anything wrong, but we've been cross, crossing boundaries that in my heart and my mind, I've been, I've been crossing boundaries. And so we need to take a step back. Bro, you have that conversation, you've just earned her respect. If he pushes your boundaries, if she pushes your boundaries, it's saying, I don't respect your character. If they push your boundaries physically and won't respect that your commitment to the Lord, bye-bye. You're worth more than that. All right, real quick as we wrap up. 1 Corinthians 10 says, if you think that you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand when you are tempted. He will show you a way out so you can endure. Remember what I said earlier when we started. Hey, purity is possible. Dating doesn't have to be dangerous. But most importantly, forgiveness is real. Look, I told you this last week. I made mistakes in dating. I made mistakes that I wish I could go back and do. And as my wife and I, we started dating in high school, and as we really were transformed by the message of Jesus and we started following him more, we realized that there were things in our relationship that couldn't stay as we followed Jesus. So we had to uncross boundaries that we crossed. And let me tell you what, that was hard. It was really hard. It was difficult. But it's possible. So wherever you are, you need to know that it's possible. And if you've messed up, guess what? His mercy and grace is new every morning. I'm not going to read it right now, but I want to encourage you to to write this down. 1 John 1, 5 through 9. 1 John 1, 5 through 9. Saying that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. I'll end with this story. Look, uh, Tuesday, I pick up my son, my kids from school. Jude gets in the car, and he's like, Dad, I'm so sorry. He's like, I accidentally threw out my ice pack out of my lunch. And I was like, 
okay, like, I'm sorry. Like, but he was, he was like broken. About, he was like, dad, I'm, I'm really sorry. It was an accident. And I was like, I was happy to forgive him. I'm like, dude, it's not a problem. Thank you so much for telling me. But I was, I was, I was in that moment, I was like, man, there was so much joy in just like being able to like lavish forgiveness on him because he was forthright and bringing it out like, dad, I, I maybe not have ever known if he did it. But if the next morning I would have been like, hey, Jude, where's your ice pack? He's like, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. And he was shady and he was shifty about it. And he was like, like I had to pull him out and he lied to me about it. And then was apologetic. There was a difference. But, but like, it was this, God, I, Dad, I, I messed up. I made a mistake. Will you forgive me? And I was like, absolutely. Your heavenly Father will not reject a repentant heart. That if you've made mistakes, it's not too late to change. That if you haven't made them yet, purity is possible. And in the middle of that, it doesn't have to be this landmine of, of danger. We trust God's ways and we have the blessing of God's results. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for these students. God, I thank you for the individual work that you're doing in their hearts and lives. God, as we unpack something that can be awkward to talk about when it talks about sex and dating and relationships, God, our highest goal is to honor you. Let that statement be true in all of us. That God, our highest goal in navigating through this is to honor you not to honor what other people are doing, not to honor what other people say, not to honor the boyfriend or girlfriend we may have. God, I pray that you would give us the courage to make wise decisions because our futures are at stake, that we would trust you with the process, God, that we would set high standards because, God, we've been purchased by the high standard of the blood of Jesus. And we would trust your wisdom and your Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us through this. And Lord, for anyone here who is just sensing even shame in their, in their story with boundaries that they have crossed, God, your mercies are new every day. And going forward, God, we can set a new standard and a new day to honor you with our lives. King Jesus, we love you. We thank you. And it's in your mighty and holy name we pray. Everybody said amen, amen. All right, hey, rip the bandaid off. Get right into it with small groups. Get rid of this, the small talk because we went over. All right, love you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Renovation Student Ministries podcast. Find out more about following Jesus and building his kingdom at therenovation.church.